Welcome to Synergetic Culture, where we exist to provide practical and tangible content to help you build a synergetic culture. Here's the dichotomy though. Culture is formed either by design or by default. A culture by design, when adopted by the people within the culture, has a multiplying effect in the way it builds the organization and the individuals within it. And this, my friends, this is a synergetic culture. So how do we create a culture by design? What fundamentals and tactics and principles build a synergetic culture? Well, you've come to the right place. So no matter where you find yourself in your career, this podcast is for you. And with that being said, let's jump into today's episode of Synergetic Culture. Hey, welcome to Synergetic Culture. I'm your host, Adam Bieber, and I want to welcome you to episode four. I appreciate you listening today, and I'm super excited to get to introduce you to one of my best friends, Christian Capozzi. Before I officially introduce him, I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. That's one of my favorite parts because I get to brag on my friends. Uh, Christian is originally from Long Island, New York, so we got a real New Yorker in the house today. Uh, he... Uh, Went to Elon University in North Carolina, played baseball there, and pursued a degree in sports management. Uh, Christian then went into sports sales with a couple of different teams, the Nationals, the Marlins. We're actually going to talk about some of that today. And now he's in tech and software. Uh, Christian's got a ton of awesome uh, ideas, advice, and um, today he and I are going to be talking about a few things that I think are really, really important and pivotal to building a synergetic culture. So without further ado, Christian Capozzi, welcome to Synergetic Culture. Appreciate you being here. Pleasure to be here. Appreciate you having me on, Adam. Yeah, man. How's everything going, man? Dude, everything's going great. And this is actually pretty awesome because this is the first Zoom uh, interview that I'm doing. Uh, the last couple have been lucky enough to be in person, but right now we're about 750 miles apart because I'm in Atlanta and you're in Miami uh, so what's, how, how are you doing? How's, how's the, how's the beach today? Beach is, uh, not really, not really open for business today. A little cloudy weather here, unusual, but I'll deal with <laughs> it for the typical 80 degree weather we have during the, uh, the winter months here. So, uh, no complaints on my end, always doing well in Miami, usually sunny, but, uh, one of those rare days where we don't have it. That's awesome, bro. Awesome. Awesome, dude. So <clears throat> for those listening, I'm super excited because Christian and I actually work together right now. Uh, both of us in the tech software space. Um, we met together through a, a training program. And um, what's so funny is during that training program, for whatever reason, the trainer tried to pit us against each other because he <laughs> just knew that we both were, I, I don't know. I don't know why he kept doing that. But um, we, we had a ton of fun doing this training program together, uh, the sales training program. And, um, and then we just came out, came out buds after that and stayed connected. Um, I've been able, fortunate enough to go to Miami and visit three times. Uh, and so we've been able to hang out in person. Um, and as we started to, uh, pursue, uh, putting out podcasts and building a synergetic culture, I, I knew immediately I had to have him on. So I'm excited. We're going to talk a little bit about your career, about your life. And, um, and I think we got some pretty cool things for our listeners to, uh, to take with them, uh, some, some cool action steps, but let's go back to the beginning. So originally from, from Long Island, grew up there. Tell me about that. What was that like? Yeah, man, grew up an only child. Um, so, you know, ended up being very, uh, 
real life use case scenarios from when I was younger for for the for the real world in terms of having to go out and network and, and build my own friend group. I didn't grow up with any siblings that, you know, you kind of automatically have that built in, you know, brother, sister, friendship mentality. Sure. Um, so for me, it's something that I've always prided myself on is being able to go out there, network and and build rapport and relationships with new people. Um, again, it's been, it's been something I've had to do my entire life uh, without knowing it. Right. And all of a sudden sure. you get into the real world, you're interviewing, you're talking to all these people, they're like, what skills do you have? I'm like, well, I really communicate well with people. I build relationships really quickly. I'm able to find a lot of, a lot of commonalities on things. I've been lucky to be, uh, you know, relatively well-traveled, uh, you know, up and down the East coast, I've made my way up and down, sure. um, yeah. which is, is a nice experience. Um, so I have a lot of things that, that are able to kind of connect there. So for me, um, you know, starting off as, a, as an only child, sports was kind of the one thing that I always latched onto. I, I'm super competitive, always driven to be the best, sometimes to a fault. But yeah. uh, I think all athletes kind of have that that uh -huh. mentality sometimes. Um, and that's something that's translated, again, into into the workplace. I've always had kind of that desire to be on a team, to to compete with one another. Um, while also supporting one another at the same time, right? That's a great concept about a team is that it's not just all about me, me, me. While in certain scenarios, you want to focus on yourself, um, a lot of the time you're building towards the team goal. And that's something that's always just been, um, you know, resonating with me. Yeah, for sure. Um, something super cool. Well, one, a couple thoughts. One, uh, you got an awesome family. And um, <clears throat> I think they helped instill a lot of the relationship building strengths that you have. Um, so credit to, you know, mom and pops and in the fam. I know you got a really great relationship with them and that's something that's super admirable. Um, also you and I both have in common. We're both uh, state championship football players, which is pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> high school state championship football players. So <clears throat> if we can just take a moment and talk about the glory days, uh, I know personally I feel like I grew up, I became a man and I learned what it meant to be a team just from playing high school football. What about you? Yeah. I mean, high school sports are really unique. Um, you know, it's an in interesting time where everyone's kind of going through a whole lot in their personal life and you're growing and growing together. Yeah. Um, but in terms of sports, the the one thing that, that always kind of stuck with me, especially our football team was being disciplined. Um, and that's something that I think you know, throughout the entirety of your, of your life, your career, if you're able to be disciplined, if you're taught that from an early age, you're going to have success. Right. Yeah, sure. And, you know, to be able to have that success as a football team to win all those games, especially in the playoffs, when it's winner, go home, yep. usually the more disciplined team is going to come out on top. Yeah. Um, it doesn't hurt to be a little more talented too, but I mean, <laughs> sometimes you're not the most talented on the team and you know, you're just the ones who are making less mistakes that ends up uh, being the difference maker. So yeah. that that's kind of the one takeaway that from, from high school sports, other than just the natural competitiveness about it um being disciplined that's that's my top takeaway from it oh, i love yeah. it oh yeah dude i <clears throat> i sometimes go back not as often because i don't want to sound like that that like uncle rico character <laughs> that's just living living in the past but dude it's so fun to go back and watch highlight films and tape and just just kind of remember what that felt like to be in that mindset um i don't think i don't think there's very many things that replace the feeling of playing a playoff football game or state championship football game winning that game uh so it's pretty special uh we both played football but then you played baseball and went on to play baseball at Elon University in in North Carolina um very few people go on to the collegiate level uh so that's pretty awesome um what was that experience like college sports uh i know you traveled abroad which was a cool experience you've told me some of those stories so tell me a little bit about that too 
Yeah, you know, just again, I've been 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 very blessed to have a lot of opportunities, and you know, again, it's a credit to my to my parents who who brought me up well, and um, you know, gave me a, a sense of priorities of of discipline of things to to put at focus. Um, so I played baseball for for a little bit at Elon. It was uh, shortened by an injury, which was unfortunate. It was tough to give that up, to be honest. Something that you had, you know, I'd worked my whole life for, right? I'd, I'd been building up towards that moment and. And an injury happened and had a conversation with my dad that was, uh, you know, a little bit tough to have at the time where I was like, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to make it all the way to the major leagues as, as nice as that dream once was. Yeah. Um, you know, so started to think about what it would look like uh, after college and what, what a career would look like. So had kind of that tough grown up conversation. Um, I don't know if it's a little bit earlier or later than some people have it, but I had it, uh, you know, right around my freshman year at college. And, uh, you know, from there was able to you know, focus on my studies. I ended up joining a fraternity there and built some great relationship, great friendships there. Again, kind of that same concept, you know, just people that have a like-mindedness that are very similar, grew up with a, a relatively similar background. Um, and they were, you know, they were my team. They were, they were my, my group of friends that were there for, for good times and bad times during, yep. during school. Yep. Um, well, and, and yeah, a lot of know, those guys, it. a lot of those guys are still in your life, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's one of the things that, you know, I definitely pride myself on is, you know, building those relationships, but also maintaining them after, you yeah. know, it's easy to, to kind of let that go or let that slide. A lot of them are still in the Northeast. So it's a little ways away from, from Miami, Florida. They, uh, they like to visit, which is fantastic. I have a little more enticing reason than most. Usually yeah. it's, uh, usually it's a little tougher, but especially these winter months, they all start, uh, they all start hitting me up saying they, they want to come down and spend a little more time down here. Yeah. Funny how that works. Guilty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That's really cool. And and then studying sports management, obviously sports focused, um, and that that's what led you into into sales. Um, <clears throat> now, when you were in college, did you have this mindset of I'm going to go into sales? That's why I'm studying sports management. Or where what, what was your head? Where was your head with all of that? Honestly, no. So I mean, I was studying sports management, and everyone everyone always laughs at this. You're familiar with the movie Jerry Maguire? Of course. Yeah. Show me the money. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. So I had, I had always wanted to become a sports agent. Right. And I had this, you know, whole thing in my head. Well, if I can't be a, a you know, major league athlete, a professional athlete, then I'll work with them. Yeah. That should be easy. Yeah. Uh, turned out that that was absolutely not easy to do. It was tough to get tough to get a foot in the door there. I did sure. my very best to uh, to make it happen, but it just didn't pan out. Um, so, you know, next best thing was working in the sports industry. How do I get into it? Where do I go? Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to, I finished up my, my education in three and a half years. So I had a semester, um, at the end of it where I, I could kind of pick and choose what I wanted to do. My parents said, you can stay down there. You need to get a job. You yep. need to pay for things. Yep. So, uh, I actually ended up getting a, a sales job there. Um, it was local in, in Burlington, North Carolina. So about 10, 15 minutes from Elon. And, uh, that was my first experience with sales. Um, they, it was a company called OT Sports. They do all of the really cool um, jerseys, apparel for minor league baseball, minor league hockey. Oh, that's and awesome. I was focused on um, selling to colleges for club sports. So club sports that needed apparel and jerseys and things that you need on a, on a year-to-year basis. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of my first exposure to it. Uh, I loved it. It was really cool. It was very exciting. You know, getting a sale, getting your first sale is something It's kind of a, oh, wow moment. You don't really know sure. what it's like until you actually have it happen. Yep. Um, and then from there, I was like, well, if I can do this, let's see kind of what, what sales opportunities are within sports. Um, so I started to start to apply all over the place and actually was, was lucky enough to, to land an interview and, uh, secure the job with the Washington nationals in, in DC. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So baseball sports is, is kind of where, where your sales career started to take off with the nationals. And then eventually you moved to Miami. 
uh, to work with the Marlins. But <clears throat> I know just in talking with you, you shared some cool stories about just some of the relationships and some of the ways that you were able to connect with with leaders and and learn from different people starting out at the Nationals. Um, obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but for those that are listening that don't know, sports sales is incredibly difficult. When you're trying to sell tickets to to um, for, for these teams, it, it can be really, really challenging. Um, and so it's a grind. It's a hustle. Uh, and, and you really cut your teeth in sales, uh, selling tickets. Um, so what was that? I mean, t- tell me more about, about that and just kind of the mindset that you had to get into and some of the things that you did to set yourself apart. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's 100% correct. It's a grind there. Um, you know, you're coming in, they, they have, you know, you need to make around 75 to hundred phone calls a day and you're coming out of coming out of college. That's something that you're not really accustomed to, especially when your last semester, I didn't really spend too much time in classes or on the phone anywhere. So for me, I was like, wow, this is a change. It's a complete change yeah. of pace. Um, but one of the things that I did was I went to the people who were successful when I first got there and I, I spoke to them, I listened to them, I shadowed them. Um, that was one of the things that I found out early on that helps breed success, success, breed success. So listening Mm. in on those people, finding out what their best practices are. Um, And from there, I took it a step further. Um, Just, it was, you know, kind of natural curiosity, but I would speak to some of the other managers and just try and talk to them about what it was like when they were in my shoes, how they separated themselves and got to management. Cause that was always a goal of mine always. And to this day, you know, wanted to to bring myself from that, uh, you know, individual contributor level over to overseeing a team, managing a team. Yeah. Um, so I was, you know, naturally curious when I started. So whether it was my own manager for for my inside sales team at the Nationals or working, you know, with with some of the other managers, I wanted to try and learn from them. And in doing so, I was able to build relationships with a lot of them, uh, which you know actually turned out to to help me later on in my career. One of them actually helped me land the job with the Miami Marlins, which was my my next step in my career. That was fantastic all was, was done together because I had a great relationship with one of our directors over there. He connected me with one of the the senior directors down here in Miami and, you know, things kind of went from there, which is really nice. So having that connection was able to really help me. Um, and funny enough for me to get into tech sales, I actually had a, a manager who was with me at the nationals and uh, the company that I'm currently working for now has a, has a relationship there. So made my transition into tech really smooth for me, which was nice. It was something during the pandemic. I was a little up in the air about what's going to happen. Sports kind of went to a a complete mess with the pandemic and all that stuff. So (laughs) I was very unsure with uh, the direction I was going to head in. Um, And I, I had a relationship that helped me out. It was something that I didn't initially go and and build that relationship because I'm like, wow, this will, this will help me at some point in my life. You never know. That's the, that's kind of the beauty of all this. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> this northern kid who goes to school in the south, but South uh, North Carolina, the South, is a lot different than <laughs> South Florida. Uh, I feel like that's a whole nother uh, <laughs> uh, cultural experience. Um, and then you go to DC, work with the Nationals, then you move to Miami. That's a that's a big jump. That's a big move. Um, what was that like? Uh, was it a culture shock going to Miami? I mean, you've been there now several years, so you're you're a Miami native at this point. But what was that? What was that like? Uh, kind of uprooting yourself from the Northeast area and, and, and dipping down to South Florida. Yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely a culture shock. Miami is a, is an extremely unique city. Um, but more than that, it was just kind of 
being on my own again, you know, I kind of was restarting in terms of friends, relationships, things down here. Um, a lot of my, my close friends are still back home in New York or up in that North Northeastern area. Um, and a lot of them are not down here. So it was a, a yeah. big change for me to, to come to, you know, a new company. And then a couple of years later, end up in a, at a different new company. Um, a lot of, a lot of relationship building, a lot of time with people that I didn't grow up with, don't have necessarily the same background as. So um, definitely a bit of a challenge at, at first. And, you know, it, it, it helps over time to, to just be willing to, to put yourself out there. You know, some people you'll connect with some people you won't. Yeah. Uh, but that's been my thing always is, you know, you have to try if, if you don't, then, then there's really no point to it at all. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of, kind of how I dealt with it. It's definitely a lot different. Um, the weather certainly makes it a lot easier, puts a smile sure. on my face a lot more than uh, shoveling snow, Yeah. especially this time of the year. So there's definitely some major benefits to it. And, you know, I was lucky enough to, to land at a company where I have uh, a really good, a really good group of friends here, um, really good work, work, work colleagues as well. So, I mean, they, they mesh, they intertwine with one another, which is fantastic. And uh, that's, that's where I've, I've found kind of the, the sweet spot here, I would call it where I, sure. I have things that are, that are in the office that make me want to go there and, and continue to speak and build relationships with people and outside the office as well, you know, can, can kick back and, and relax with them open a couple cold ones and it's uh, it's a good balance for sure. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's a couple of running themes that I'm noticing in this conversation and it's intentional. It's on purpose. And I can't wait to start kind of pulling everything together, but I want to, I want to finish driving home kind of where we are today. Uh, Cause our lives intersected uh, due to the pandemic. I lost the position I had at the beginning of the pandemic, um, started looking around, found an opening for a software company uh, that had an Atlanta office that's based in Miami. And at the very same time, you're looking around because like you mentioned, sports sales, it's hard enough to sell for a team that might not be doing great, but if they're not doing great and it's a pandemic and you can't even sell tickets to the game, it must be really, really hard. Uh, you know, why don't you buy season tickets for two seasons from now? Cause then for sure we'll be back, you know, like I can imagine yep. that was tough. And so you look around, we both end up in the same training course in the same tech sales training um, and, uh, and you make a huge pivot uh, that for me was also a big pivot in my career where I went from other types of sales and, and now I'm, you know, f completely in software and in tech, just like you, um, I've got some thoughts, but what, what was that like? I mean, to, to totally shift and change, uh, industries, uh, uh, the, the type of sale that you were doing, um, it's a, it's a major shift. Yeah, it definitely is. It's a it's a big shift, and at the same time, you know, sales for me, I've always tried to to break it down into a very smaller way. Um, and and the way that I do that is I try to focus on having a process, right? And that's something for me that I'm. You may have to make some some tweaks, some changes to whether I'm selling, you know, a, a suite at a at a Marlins game or a Nationals game, yeah. or I'm or I'm I'm dealing with a software for for a you know particular client, medium business, whatever it might be. Um, at the end of the day, if you have a process that's repeatable, you may again have to make some changes to it. But that's something that that was part of that that training course that we were a part of. That's yeah. how we kind of learned to to shape that. Yeah, for sure. Like the fundamentals are the same, uh, but just the the amount of information to to learn and to uh, applied to those fundamentals was a lot. I know it was a lot for me. Uh, both of us are, are, are sports fanatics. Uh, uh, we're not the most techie people. Um, and I remember just in that training course, there being people that they were saying things that I had no clue what they were talking about. Now, now we do know more about it. 
uh, but it, it was a bit overwhelming. Um, something that Absolutely. I gravitated to just personally when, when we first came together was the, um, there was a very much a collaborative culture and that's the type of culture that I love to have is something that's collaborative where we're not just siloed because we're in sales and we're only focusing on ourselves, but you could tell just from, from jumping into to this industry and this organization that we're a part of that there's a, 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 an incredible sense of collaboration and support and um, building up of each other, elevating, elevating the team, um, accessibility to leadership, being able to ask questions and, um, having the freedom to, um, <clears throat> to, to build some of those networks and talk to other people and get advice and do some of the relationship building things that you did, uh, throughout your, the early years of your career. Um, I love that we have the opportunity to do that now. I think that's, what's kept us connected, um, as we collaborate both of us in our, in our roles and in our job, but also just outside our friendship, um, it's pretty awesome. I've, I've, uh, I've really enjoyed that piece. Um, <clears throat> I've got a couple, a couple of things just in, uh, in being a part of our, a part of our organization in the last year or two that, that remind me of some of the things that you've talked about, but tell me a little bit about some of the relationships that you've built now and how they're serving and helping you excel, um, it's growing the, the, the synergy and the, the energy within your team, but it's also elevating you. Just speak a little bit to that. I'm asking you to brag on yourself is what I'm doing here. And I know that's not always the easiest thing to do, but go ahead. I mean, you, you've got some pretty cool opportunities that have come your way and, and it's because of intentional things that you've done. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it comes back down to relationships. That's something that, that happened relatively recently. Um, you know, someone who's, who's been a part of our company, I think slightly longer than, than both of us. Um, you know, we, we all were in that relatively same role, uh, coming in, uh, you know, new to the position and, uh, started off very simply of kind of helping each other out with a sale and account that we both were somewhat in contact with sure. and had to go through that whole thing. Um, but we'd stayed in touch. We, we kept, kept speaking, um, so, you know, now become a close friend of mine. Uh, he's actually having, having a kid soon. So we're really, really excited for That's him. That's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. and you know, it's, it's something that you don't get to, you don't get to find those things out. You get, to, you don't get to share those moments with people if you, if it's just strictly a work sales relationship and that's it. Yeah. Um, you know, taking the time to, to talk about it and ask how things are going and, and all of a sudden you, you have a true friend there. It's no longer just a work colleague. You have a yeah. friend. Yeah. Um, and you know, recently had an opportunity where obviously he's got, got a lot going on in his life. Um, you know, we were able to, to set up something where I'm actually hopefully going to be taking on a leadership position. Um, and that's actually because he said that I'm willing to, to work for Christian. I'm willing to work with him. Um, and you know, for, for me, having a peer say that is something that's really, really special. Um, you know, having someone who's in a, in a similar position to me and, uh, willing to, to kind of go to bat for me in that sense, that, that means a lot about hopefully what he thinks about me and, and, and the things that I'm doing in the office. Um, and also just as, as a, as a, as a friend and as someone that you can trust. And I think that's a big thing is, is having that trust in someone to say, yeah, I want to, I want to follow you on this path. So that for me is really exciting. Um, yeah, dude. I know you probably had to squeeze that out of me. It's not something that, uh, that I want to necessarily brag about, well, but it's, I, this is what it's I, a nice experience. This is what I love about it is, um, a couple episodes back, I was talking to Trey if I think it's episode two and he and I were talking about the different, 
um, uh, approaches to how you do relationships in, in business. And whether it's from peer to peer, uh, leader to employee, uh, employee up to manager, uh, you can, you can display this. And we talked about two styles and I like to say, uh, there's transactional relationship or transactional, uh, 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 communication. And that's very much, um, transparent, transparent, transactional. I use those two words kind of hand in hand. So it's just very black and white business. Um, right. And there's people that we work with that are like that. They're just very much business oriented and they just are there to do their job and that's what they focus on and that's okay. Um, but I think the best influencers and people that impact the culture of their team have a blend of not just being transparent and transactional, but they add this, this relational um, authenticity. And I think you do a really good job at, at just being your authentic self, uh, uh, letting people get to know you, who you really are. Um, you know, for both of us to go through that training, it's kind of a bonding experience and we're still buddies with some of the other guys that went through it. But the reason why we have a relationship is because we both have, have prioritized and we both, well, in the last year have gone through a ton of stuff personally that, Half the people we work with will never know about, but because of the way that you do relationships and the way that you're authentic and the way that you uh, build people up around you, um, it allowed me to open up and share stuff that I was going through with you because I felt like we had a trust and a and a and a uh, connection, and you've done the same with me, which has meant a, a, a ton to me personally. Um, but it's cool to see you do that because I know exactly who you're talking about. We're not naming names and, and getting super specific here, but I know exactly who you're talking about. And there's very few people that I would say I would work for you any day, but both of you, I feel that way about for myself. And, and I love that we all feel that way, uh, towards each other. I think it's just, it's incredible. And it's awesome when you can build, uh, people up around you, elevate, elevate the team around you to where when opportunities arise, you have people jumping volunteering, not just to, to go the same direction as you're going, but to be led by you. That's huge. That's really, really freaking awesome. Um, you know, there's, there's, uh, one of the things that, that you and I have talked about a little bit, uh, and you've mentioned a little bit here, uh, is, is, uh, there was a relationship that you had with somebody at the Marlins, I'm sorry, at the nationals that got you the connection to where you are today. Um, and that wouldn't have happened if you didn't make an effort, a conscious effort to build a relationship with, with that, that manager, that leader. Um, and I think that's a really valuable takeaway for some of us that might be listening is if you're not in a leadership position right now, um, there are things that you can do to be proactive and pursue leaders that are doing things. I mean, it can be in, in all aspects. It doesn't even have to be within your organization. Um, there's uh, Trey's another example, a guy from a couple episodes ago. I reached out to him three years ago and said, Hey, you're like 10 years ahead of me in life. I see you doing things that I want to do. Could, could we just be a once a month? Would you, would you mentor me? We meet once a month. And he was like, I'm all in. We, we agreed to meet once a month for a year and it's now been three and a half years. Um, which is so cool. And so you can do that personally within your own life. Um, find somebody that's doing something that, that you admire, that you look up to and, and surround yourself with them, put yourself around those people. But, 
uh, with within the organization, I got a cool opportunity. Um, you know, we've got a really cool, unique uh, culture where you and I uh, currently work in. And uh, I was on a, a phone call with um, our our president of of the company who's helping me close the deal, and he and I were working together, and and you know we were very transactional, uh, but then he kind of pauses and he he shifts to a little bit more just relational, and he's like, so how are you doing? What what are you thinking about? How was uh, how are you liking your role? And and so I'm sharing with him and talking with him, and he goes, you know, I would really like you to come to Miami visit our corporate office and, um, come, come have a meeting with me. And I was like, okay. And so then our customer jumped in, we do our, we do our, our, our sales thing and, and we get off the phone and I just thought to myself, okay, I can, I kind of had this thought, like, do I just wait for like his assistant to call me and tell me like when I should fly down or like, what do I do here? And, um, I was like, well, hold on a second. I can be a little bit proactive here. I can I can pursue this a little bit more. And so I looked at the calendar, found the dates that were available, for me at least, sent them over to him and said, hey, here are some dates. It's a couple months out. I want to take you up on your offer. Um, he very quickly responded. We got everything lined up. I came to Miami several months ago uh, for my first trip, got to meet with him, got to have a little bit more exposure to to other leaders and, and just kind of build a little bit more of my relationships within the company. And I think it was so valuable, but I think some of the stuff that you're talking about, it's about just putting forth the effort, um, uh, connecting with people in leadership, doing things like that. Um, they, I think sometimes people Christian just wait for everything to come to them instead of being, being proactive and taking accountability and and self leadership and and putting yourself in a position to grow, uh, to excel, to learn, um, and and to build relationships that could truly benefit you down the line. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, just kind of from that story, that's first and foremost a credit to you of taking that opportunity, right? That's that's the number one thing is just taking the opportunity, being proactive, and and making an action on it. Um, so I think that's that's an amazing story from you. It's a testament to the to the personality and and how you operate to to say, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and reach out to someone who's you know a, a, a high level executive at the yeah, company, right? Yeah. It's not it's not someone that where you're you're shooting over a text to me or anyone else and saying, hey hey buddy, I'm going to come visit you. You're you're connecting with someone who who is in a very powerful position at, sure. at the company. So yeah. it's it's on you to to take that, and that shows leadership. That shows people around you the kind of person you are and, and how you handle your business. So I think that's first and foremost a credit to you, right? Um, and then the other thing you hit on was was being proactive and and kind of putting yourself out there. And I, I couldn't agree more with that. That's something I, I do all the time and something that I would even kind of challenge you know, anyone who might be listening to do is go ahead and throw 15 minutes on the calendar of, of a manager, of a director. It doesn't have to be your manager or director. It can be somewhere else in the company. Just do it to, to socialize yourself within the organization. I think that That's goes good. a long way to, to, to be able to do that, you know, it may be a little bit uncomfortable. So, you know, it doesn't have to be the CEO, right? It doesn't necessarily have to do that, but um, bite it off in small steps and it's going to help your brand at, at the organization. Um, and it's going to help your confidence in, in speaking with other managers, directors, sure. and executives um, as you get that experience. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And as, as we land the plane, I mean, I, I could sit here and talk to you for hours. Um, but as we land episode four, uh, that's that's part of the one of the main takeaways we have. So we always like to wrap up every episode with with 
practical and tangible content that somebody can take and apply directly to build a synergetic culture. And so today's focus is all on self-leadership. What are you doing personally to make a difference? Whether or not you're the leader of the team or just a part of the team, you have the opportunity to lead yourself better, to be proactive and, and impact the people around you. Um, and so we want to talk about these three things. The first was, was to network and you already threw it out there. Network with, with other leaders and your practical takeaway there was literally add 15 minutes, schedule a meeting with somebody within your organization, within your team, within your company. Um, if that's not kind of how your world looks right now, find somebody that you admire, that you look up to and put 15 minutes of time into investing in learning from them and socializing yourself with them and surrounding yourself with the people around you. I mean, there's so many like quotes and I've heard different people say, if you really want to know who somebody is, take a look at the people around them. And that's a huge testament. And that's, it's just a practical, easy way to start. Um, another, another big takeaway here, not just, you know, looking for a leader to connect with and network with and putting time on the calendar, but just being your authentic self and building the relationships, uh, building relationships with the people around you. Just talk about that for one quick second. Cause you've talked about it this whole time, but building relationships, elevating the people around you. Why is that important? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something where, you know, again, you kind of go back to that sports analogy where, you know, at, so, at some points you're, you're focusing on yourself, you're practicing, you're getting better, you're building your, whether it's for sports, you're building your skills or for sales or whatever, whatever your role is, is in. Um, at the same time, when you're able to, to take that uh, accountability for yourself to, to work hard that way, um, you're able to then help out those around you. The people that are around you see that and, you know, it, it's contagious. It's, it's something that, yes. that when they see someone working that hard and, and having that discipline and structure to, to their day to day, um, they start to, to ask you, how, how are you doing that? How is that going on? And that's when you build that culture where you're able to bounce ideas off of one another, you're able to, to help one another um, and, and learn from, from someone who has a different perspective, right? You know, the way that you and I may go at a certain sale or a certain uh, project that we're working working on might be different, but yep. we can call up one another and say, Hey, what do you think? And we've done that on multiple occasions. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, think that's something that's, that's huge, right? Being able to, to get a different set of eyes on it and someone that you trust because of the relationship you have with them, you take that advice and you're able to then, you know, put that in the mix. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a huge, that's a huge thing to have. Um, one last thing uh, you talked about at the very beginning when uh, talking about your high school sports and building discipline, all of this requires self-discipline. It requires effort, individual hard work and effort. Um, we, we're in a uh, instant gratification culture, a microwave generation where we can zap it and it's ready. And the truth is the most meaningful, impactful, important things tend to take time, tend to take effort and hard work. So there's, there's a self-accountability uh, when it comes to leading yourself well and doing these things. And that's another thing that you've talked about and you just mentioned, it's a contagious attitude. Um, we've all, I would, I would, I would guess anybody listening to this, if can think of somebody that they know or that they've been around that when you think about your experience or your exposure to them, you're just like, wow, nobody works harder than that person. I've got one person on my team that I just know Nobody works harder than her. 
I try to, uh, but she puts in a ton of effort. Um, that's, that's something that's contagious. That's magnetic. And when the tide rises, all the ships in the harbor rise. And that's something that can really make a difference in the team that you're on. So just a quick recap, and we're going to wrap this up. Self-accountability, hard work, effort, that's, that's huge for self-discipline. Build relationships, elevate people around you. You never know what relationship you could start to build that could come back around and, and push you in, in a direction or trajectory that you would have never dreamed had you not taken the step to build a relationship with that person. And then network, find a leader, find a mentor, find somebody that you can spend a couple of minutes with, learn, grow, socialize yourself with them. All of these things together truly do build a synergetic culture. And I'm super, super thankful for you, Christian. Um, we're going to wrap this episode up, but man, we're, we're definitely going to have you back on. Thanks for taking the time hundreds of miles away to jump on Zoom with me to have this conversation. It means a lot to me personally, and it means a lot to our listeners to, to learn and benefit from you. So thank you. It was an absolute pleasure. Pleasure. I appreciate it, man. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to, to watching the podcast grow and I'll definitely be back if you'll have me. <laughs> Sounds great, brother. All right, man. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to today's episode. And uh, if you want to look him up, Christian Capozzi, I'll put his at in the description and you'll see it pop up on the screen if you watch this on YouTube. Uh, but again, bro, thank you so much. Appreciate you. And uh, we'll do this again soon. Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more about Synergetic Culture, we invite you to go to SynergeticCulture.com. Sign up to receive our weekly podcast and blog, and then connect with us on social media. We want to be connected to you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe to the podcast and then share our show with the people around you so they too can build a Synergetic Culture. This episode was written and recorded by Adam Bieber, founder and CEO of Synergetic Culture. Synergetic Culture is a registered trademark of Adam Bieber and the Synergetic Culture Company. <laughs>